Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Celtics today, and man, what, a, what about a game that Jason Tatum did in the second half, just absolutely took over. Final score here at the TD Garden, 128 to 112, Celtics cruising along. Late night, WEEI, it's KJ, thank you so much for being here, 617 617- 779-7937. The text line is 37937. The Celtics did what they were supposed to do and just absolutely mud stomp hole. Or hole mud stomp, however you want to say it. Stomp a mud hole, I believe. There you the go. Phrase. The Detroit Pistons, 128-112. What, tw- uh, 12 points above their scoring average for the Celtics? And pretty much holding, yeah, I mean, look, Detroit's shot 40, uh, what, 41% from the field. The Celtics 53. So you're really not talking about a, a Detroit team that was really defending at all. Yeah, but look at the uh, three point numbers Detroit 7 of 33, Boston 18 of 46. Well, here, that's the thing. That's why I'm here, Joe. <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm here. 21% from the three for Detroit. So when you're shooting 20% from three and 40% from the field and 78% from the line, good gosh. You have, yeah, I mean, you, you, you you know what it is? It's just a young team. And if I'm the Celtics, you know, you as you're beating up on some of these young teams like Orlando and Detroit, you might start thinking about because here's the bigger picture and you'll and you'll see it play out Friday night when the Nuggets come to town. Is who is going to be additional size that could potentially be available to the Celtics? And you saw from Isaiah Stewart tonight, you're like, you know what? Even though the guy's 6'9, you, you could grab you 10 rebounds. Get you some points, do it in a short amount of time. Because they've got an 18-year-old stud in Duran. Uh, yeah, Jalen Duran. That kid's going to be, he's going to be a lot of something. You could just see it. You know, we watch these young guys come into the league. If they're, I saw the same thing with Jason, Jason Tatum. It's like, I'll look past the mistakes. I just want to see if you can get into the flow of the game and feel like you belong there. And, and he belongs there. And I think he'll make probably Isaiah Stewart uh, expendable at some point, especially if the team is just continuing to go the way they're going. They're three and nine now. Celtics now eight and three. But what's crazy is still like two games behind the Bucks. And so look, um, Brogdon going out with the, with the hamstring tweaking. You have to keep an eye on that because his points were so valuable. Even in nights where he didn't score, he provided you ten rebounds a couple nights ago. Sam Hauser, this is the guy who I said when the season was getting started, I said, if this guy can be at least 
uh, a facsimile portion of Danilo Gallinari, you have something. And you saw glimpses of that. Six for 12 from three, 32 minutes, got extended runs, nine for 15 from the field, 24 points. This is something where you say, okay, why Peyton Pritchard may eventually be expendable. If if this is what you can get from Sam Hauser in the front court, then there's no point in having someone in the back court who's going to be a defensive liability, undersized, and is not hitting the threes. That's what you needed. But if, if this is what Sam Hauser can do, then this is where you start saying, okay, Peyton Pritchard, you might be someone you would consider to say, is there an interest for him as well? Um, Derek White coming off of the bench, eight points. So I like kind of moving him out of the starting lineup and going with Brown, Smart, Horford, Tatum, and, and Grant Williams. Even though Grant Williams is undersized, you would say, okay, just imagine him to be like a P.J. Tucker, right? Just a tough nails fight in there, get the rebounds, can hit a couple of shots, pretty much from kind of like the same spot. And, you know, you're not expecting a whole lot of offensive turnaround from him. You just don't want a lot of fouls from him, and Grant Williams had five fouls tonight. So if if the foul situation, and P.J. Tucker goes through the same thing, if the foul thing can come down, then you've always got someone who can – you won't have to worry about if a team is, you know, long and small and or even if they've got size because Grant Williams can effectively cover pretty much all five positions on the floor. So I like I like the makeup of that. And then you can see what White and Brogdon can do out of the backcourt uh, coming off of the bench. And like I said, if Hauser comes through uh, and continue to give what he's giving and then and then once. Time Lord comes back, then you can say, all right, in the smaller lineups, you can play Horford at the uh off of the bench, and you can go with Grant Williams at the power forward and play, you know, Time Lord at the center on the bigger matchups, Horford at the power forward, uh, Time Lord at center. So now you have flexibility. So just potentially, you know, once Time Lord gets back, if you look at Derek White, Malcolm Brogdon, Al Horford as your bench, I mean, that's an impressive scoring bench. And if Ken what you saw from Sam Hauser against against a bad team, but still you saw it. You wonder if this could be duplicated. You don't expect 24 points every time, but if this guy can continually give you 8, 10, 12 points off the bench, oh boy, the Celtics become pretty deadly moving down the line in the season. Um, But again, you know, the, the issue that I have is the rebounding Jalen Brown led the team with seven rebounds. I'm sorry, Derek, uh, Derek White led the team with eight rebounds. Jalen Brown at seven, Horford six. And when you when you're going up against someone like Jokic, you know Jokic this week, that's just not going to fly. I think now, the you, bigger killer is that the offensive rebounds tonight were 15 to eight in favor of the Pistons. So well, the, second well, chance the, points could have well. There's always them. well the Celtics are always going to be on the losing end of off, offensive rebounding because. If they don't, if, if if they're so busy on the glass, someone's not back for transition. That's going to be an important defensive player, right? So you you don't want your guards up there going for offensive rebounds because if you don't get it, <laughs> you get it out to a a guard and they can run the whole floor because one of their primary defenders is busy rebounding the ball. So when Time Lord gets back, that that will handle some things. You know, you're not going to be seeing the block shots like you you, you would normally see with him. You know. Four block shots in a game. Uh, I mean, that's not bad for an undersized team, but, you know, Robert Griffin could give you two of those. And so, again, like, as long as they just continue to do what they're doing and as long as other teams like the Heat struggle, the Nets are still trying to put some things together and figure some things out, the 76ers are in trouble and James Harden's out, 
So while these other teams that are supposed to be these other dominant competitive teams, like you really don't believe that the Hawks are that scary, even though they're right there. Cleveland, this is a replay of last year where Cleveland was super hot at the beginning of the year. And then once the second after year just started to fade, yeah, maybe Donovan Mitchell helps that. But again, you don't really see that. It, it really comes down to the Bucks and the Celtics. I think what's encouraging about the Celtics, too, is that they've only had three losses. Two of them were to the Cavs in overtime, and then the third one was they blew that lead to the Bulls. So you could say that the losses that they've had were just tiny things that they could fix rather than you know something that is totally unfixable. Well, well, I think the bigger picture is to not have a bad November. Right, it you know in business they have this year to date measurement that they use. They're like, okay, how much money did you make from this date last year to this date this year? And really, the year to date for the Celtics is November of last year, right? Because you want November of last year to be the complete opposite of November this year. So as long as this team is winning, they're doing it without Robert Williams, who I think is the most important player on this team. He's not the MVP. But he is the most important player. Jason Tatum is looking like the all-star that he is. Uh, Jalen Brown look just dropping 30. Again, when Tatum and Brown drop 30 apiece, I'd love to see the numbers. I think I think there might they may have only lost once or twice when that's ever happened. So when you have that going on and what's coming back isn't necessarily missing pieces of offense, but stronger defense, this could have been easily a game that the Celtics would have won. 138, 106 if Robert Williams is there. So, you know, the team could be that dominant, but at the same time as as Robert Williams comes back, you want to move him in slow. And at the same time, you also probably want to look at some of these teams like Detroit and Orlando and some of these other squads where they're going to probably have to peel off some contracts and maybe some helpful bench pieces for the Celtics because when I was watching Isaiah Stewart tonight, I was just like, you know what? That dude, that dude could that dude would be great on this team. Coming off, he would be like a, a bigger Marcus Morris type. You wouldn't have to worry because you don't need another outside shooter. You got plenty of outside shooting with Brogdon and Smart and uh and with White, Hauser if he continues to keep himself sharp. You know, so you've already got that. What you need are dedicated bodies that will be under the glass. Uh what? Uh Stewart had what three offensive rebounds tonight, right? So just that alone would be something you're like, you know, that's worth the price of possibly giving up a Pritchard and maybe a later draft pick on a team that's young and developing. All right, 617-779-7937, text lines 37937. Again, Celtics win 128-112 Friday night coming up. They've got the Nuggets. Uh, I'll get on the MA situation here shortly, but let's trend with Joe Braverman here on WEEI. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas... Phoenix, and Rhode Island. Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. 
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the US and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's and Brooklinen and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast i mean you gotta give everyone some credit because bill can't as a head coach can't do it all do it all himself but anytime you're talking about the patriots defense and they're doing well. It's always going to go back to Coach Belichick because he's a defensive-minded coach. I mean, he's known for his great defenses ever since he was in uh, New York. You know, but I think you have to give the staff some credit, and you also got to give some credit to the to the, to the sorry-ass teams that they was playing too. You know, the sorry-ass <laughs> offenses. So you know, I mean, let's say let's let's call a spade a spade. Do that against somebody that's worthwhile and good. Then that's going to test who you are as a team. Late night, W-E-E-I. It's KJ, thank you so much for being here. That's Ty Law on Ty Law Tuesdays. You don't want to miss it here on the Greg Hill Show on W-E-E-I saying, look, Belichick's thing is defense, and some of the teams he's played so far have been horrible. But the second half of the season will be able to put that theory to test. Uh, we'll get more into Patriots here shortly. So with the news of Jacques Vaughn having the interim tag removed off of his title with the Nets. Notice that Joe Mazzulas hasn't been removed. <laughs> but after two games, Jock Vaughn has been named the permanent head coach for the Brooklyn Nets. And according to Sham Sharnea and the Atlantic, it says, look, the Nets changed course from their initial plan to hire Adoka because of several things. Uh, this is according to multiple sources with direct knowledge of the decision-making as told to the Atlantic. Uh, some of them include an investigation and due diligence process by the Nets into Adoka taking longer than initially expected. Are you kidding? Because here's the thing. One, you already have done a background check on M.A. Udoka before because he's worked for you. right? Like, If I went back and worked for my old company here in town, they wouldn't have to say, 
Well, you know, we have to wait for a background check. Check day. We just have to wait for the space of time between when I left and when I came back. Now, granted, a lot has happened, but and this is what I just don't get how teams don't understand this, and even Adam Silver doesn't understand this, that if a potential legal case is involved with whatever happened with M.A. Adoka and, and people involved in the situation that got him suspended, nobody can talk. You know, you, you've heard that you've seen police shows. Ma'am, I can't discuss that because it's a, it's a situation currently under investigation. That includes other teams. So if they're telling you that, hey, it's taking longer than normal, one of two things. Either you're being told that you can't be divulged, this information can't be divulged to you, or pressure's gotten to upstairs in Secaucus. And this is where I find it very, very odd. Because, look, in this society, most people claim they can walk and chew gum. If you say that, you know, most people can't walk and chew gum, there's going to be an outrage and a hashtag chasing you. But if you wanted to hire M.A. Adoka, you don't say that, oh, because of what was going on with Kyrie Irving, we can't hire you. No, you need to hire M.A. Adoka because Ben Simmons is pretty much sitting on the bench smiling. This guy clearly seems to be very comfortable getting a check sitting on the bench. You need someone to kind of like, you know, pump a chair or toss something or something just to say, get up. Kyrie's situation is going to be Kyrie's situation, and that's really being handled by the league more so than anything that's going on with the operations of the team of the Nets. But according to this report, there was an outcry after word of their plan became known to people outside and inside the organization and the short and long-term question marks around the team's ability to contend in the Eastern Conference as a result of the indefinite suspension of Kyrie Irving. Do you think M.A. Adoka is at a position where he could be picky? Uh, no, I mean, he's not going to be there. I don't know if I want to go. I mean, the Celtics are not asking for anything in return. You want to hire him? You can hire. I think that's not kind of their way of saying, of look, if you want to take him on as employee, we're not going to stop you. Don't ask any questions like, why won't you? Like, just do it. If you think that's the guy, if you know that Kevin Durant's going to play for, do it. But here's the key word. It's like, taking longer than is initially expected, the outcry for, to uh, know best be, when the plan became known to people outside and inside. Outside? Outside? Does that stuff really matter when you don't know all the facts or really any of the facts of why Emi Adoka is suspended? Do these people on the outside know that if all parties are talked to, I wouldn't let that happen because now you're pulling in private citizens that have nothing to do with the public-facing part of the sport? But the outside is the, are the ones that want to ask M.A. all these tough questions if he gets hired because there's nothing you can ask him while he's suspended and not in the public eye. You can have a sit-down, you know, the old Barbara Walters thing or Oprah. No, he's not going to do that. So here's what I hear. This is what my ears hear about this M.A. situation. Because the outside wouldn't be able to get the answers that they wanted for their publications or their shows or programs because M.A. wouldn't be able to answer the questions. It makes it a boring story. So we're just going to bark about something that you don't actually physically know. 
You only know as much as what the Celtics have told you. Everything else is conjecture, rumor, and innuendo. So for people who are like, I, I know there was one reporter who I think she works for the Atlantic. She's, she was one who was like, well, could, could the Celtics suspension carry over to the Nets? Yeah, that's like my personal time off being applied to my next job from here. Hey, can I bring my PTO from over there to, are you kidding? It doesn't apply to anything. But if it's all about trying to dig under the nails and get a little TMZ with it and get some salacious story or a drop of a nugget or something like that, trust me, anybody doing that, M.A. Adokia or any of the private citizens that are involved, could be a huge lawsuit. And if you can't get the answers to those things, then maybe you say, okay, well, the Celtics can only tell us so much. We may be able to fill in the blanks because M.A. used to work here. And now to say that, well, we weren't going to do it because the optics were going to look bad because of everything with Kyrie. What does he have to do with Kyrie Irving? What does M.A. Adoka have to do with What does he have to do with Kyrie Irving? Absolutely nothing. But gosh, you've got to love the media sometimes. You know, they'll tie two shoes together that are 500 miles apart. Well, there's a shoe 500 miles apart tied to this, and they're the same. Yeah, you wouldn't do that if Greg Popovich was on his way there, would you? All right, back to football, where the conversation really has been about Mac Jones, and people wonder, like, is he broken? Is he fractured? Or what, what, what is what is going on? Because everybody can agree that the offensive play calling is horrible. There is kind of this mystery of like, okay, this this horrible play calling tends to look good when the backup is in there, and what's that about? And then there's this defense of Mac saying, well, Mac is clearly a better quarterback than Bailey Zappi, and you would say, yeah, in a neutral situation, this just isn't neutral. Here's Tommy Curran on NBC Sports Boston talking about the uncertainty that you see going on with Mac. The reason Mac Jones put... Cam Newton's job in peril immediately was because of his ability to stand with his feet flat, process, and deliver with accuracy and poise in the first days of training camp. That guy is gone. I don't know when he's coming back, but he's so squirrely and so apprehensive and so unsure and untrusting of the play call, of the protection, of really anything, that it is going to take weeks at the very least to dig out, Phil. You know what it feels like if you ever watch the show Family Matters with Urkel and Urkel will do something you go, did I do that? That's how it feels like my, <laughs> when you see Mac Jones out there when he, he throws a you know, throws a bad pass or, you know, or, you know, like the one that hit, um, who was it? Was it uh, Jacoby Myers in his ankles wide open? He goes, did I do that? I, I think that was that. Tyquan. He had that one. Tyquan Thornton, right. Yes, that one. Because at the end of the day, because of the bad offensive play, really none of the receivers stand out. It's not like you're like, yo, there goes number 11, the Welker version. I mean, the Elder Edelman version, you know. Or there goes 81. Or even there goes Troy Brown, you know. Even when Brandon Cooks was here, you're like, there's the deep threat. There's Brandon. Now it's kind of like, all right, when's Jacoby Myers going to catch a ball like across the middle for a first down? At least keep something going. Did I do that? <laughs> That's squirrely. That's a great word from Tom E. Curran. Squirrely. That whole uncertainty. And he's absolutely right. When he came in and Cam Newton, who already was, now that's broken. 
physically. The arm was dangling. You know, the spirits were high. He was great interviews. He was giving nicknames to the people on the Greg Hill Show. It was all a really feel-good moment, all to guys, a player whose skill set had truly diminished poorly. Now, I thought it was good. you might be able to get four or five games off of those tires from, from Cam Newton to be able to compete, maybe even run a couple of touchdowns in where you're still figuring out how the offense is going to be installed, and then bring Mac Jones in there. But you'd like to I would have liked to see Mac Jones beat him out in practice and had played some games with the first team versus um, you know, playing games with the third team and then getting in there. So, you know, th- th- we have the saying in this industry. And this may apply to where you work as well. Did I do that? Did I do that? Is sometimes the part-time employee can make the full-time employees look bad. Let me say that again. Sometimes the part-time employee can make the full-time employees look bad. And that's what Bailey Zappi did. He made the full-time employee look bad when he got in there. And that's why some people are kind of like, oh, well, no, man, he's just only a part-timer, so clearly he can't be that good. But yet, when you're replacing Cam Newton, who had just won the MVP of the league within five years from when he was here, like five years before that, Granted, it's five years, but still he was an MVP of the league. That's nothing to sneeze at. They were ready to put the part-timer in there who had actually not even clocked in any hours. And now his shoulders are like, Urkel, give it to me again, Joe. Did I do that? Did I do that? Yeah, what, what is going on? I don't want to use the word broken because broken really is a very similar, is a very similar, serious term and in the terms of you know mental mental awareness, I'll use that word. Because when you say broken, that tends to say that there is a past that's affecting your future. That guy is gone. <laughs> yeah, see, that's why I don't want to use the word broken because, you know, like terms of they come from a broken home or they just broke up in a relationship. This, this is where it's like, this guy was like showing promise. Now, fractured, shattered, squirrely, scared, but he's nervous. So squirrely. Yeah. It's um it's like Shaggy Doo in the Scooby Doo series. Like always spoken at high pitched voice because he was always nervous that there was a ghost coming. Same thing with Scooby. Huh? What? It's it's just it's tough to see, and you've got the toughest part of the schedule coming for this team that it's not going to be easy at all. And then, of course, Mac had the false reality comment, which you're like, oh, my gosh, you sound like Sam Darnold. Here's Dan Olosky from ESPN on that comment. Yeah, I think there's pretty good understanding of what they're trying to do to you. Like, hey, hey, you know what? We, we might have thought the field safety was going to tell us a lot, but check the boundary guy out. Or when that corner's off, he's actually trying to have vision to you so we can double. Like, so you're trying to get, you know, how they're – not only playing things from a scheme point, but playing things from like what are guys doing, you know, and, and somewhat try to gather information. Hey, we got into this formation and we gave them this action and see how the safety reacted. So if, if we get back to this and they give us that same look pre-snap, let's, let's try to get to this, you know, so that's where you're, you're trying to gather what they're doing and then trying to build your play calls off of that. So there's a lot to that. Yeah. I said uh, maybe a week and a half ago, Teams have already figured out how to attack the scheme 
Now it's how do they attack the player. And that's why you might start hearing defensive players call out your play as you're calling it out. To get in your head. To make you squirrely. Come off as Urkel. I'm calling a play. No, don't. Not that one. No. I think it's just all psychological that Mac has to tell himself. (laughs) I'm good enough. I'm smart enough. And damn it, a lot of people bought my jersey last year. Look, I don't think anybody in the fan base wants to see you fail. I think why there's such an attachment to Mac Jones is because of the the unemotional disassociation that Tom Brady had when he left. And the taste that was bitter in so many people's mouths. Other people's like, well, good. It was always Belichick anyway. It's good to hear all that stuff die down and even Belichick and Tom Brady saying nice things about each other. That's called absence makes the heart grow fonder. Familiarity breeds contempt. When you've been around someone for 20 years, you know, I just hate the way they breathe. If they just stop breathing, I, I, it could be that way. But Tom's not coming back. And I'd always said that Cam Newton was just going to be a bridge to something better. And so I understand that you would want Mac to work out because if it doesn't work out, then yeah, maybe the fans would feel a bit broken. Hey, going back to Mac though, real quick, do you think the bye week is going to help his confidence? Like, kind of like reset his mind? Or do you we think like he needs we, to keep going on the field? We won't know until it's over, right? Like, you don't know how Mac Jones will respond to the bye week until the bye week is over. You just don't know. And for that, I'm not going to say that he's going to perform poorly. I wouldn't want that for him. But at the same time, when you're seeing that, you know, you're you're worse at home than you are on the road and the next game is at home. And so might there there might be some anticipation of kind of like, hey, you had two weeks. It's like it's like when kids go on um Patriots Day break, right? They might have an assignment right before they go on the break. And then they don't do the assignment at all and they come back to school. You're like, you had a whole week to do the assignment and you come in and you look unprepared. That would be the worst thing. I don't expect to see that, but that would be the worst thing. All right, 617-779-7937. The text line is 37937. It's KJ Late Night here on WEEI. All right, let's look at some of these future bets around the NFL. Hit it, Joe. You're up right now. Write it out. How much money in your mouth is? You mean bet? Yeah. How about 10? Seems a little steep, but 10000 Not 10000 $10. The future. All right, halfway into the NFL season, let's take a look at some of these odds that BetMGM has for outright winner, division winner, some of these props as well in terms of player of the year and so forth. Okay, so the Bills are still the lowest seed at plus 275 to win the Super Bowl. Hey, with Josh Allen's elbow and you don't really know what's going on, I I don't know if I if I haven't played that yet, I might look at someone in the field like the Chiefs at plus 550 or I might even look at the Cowboys at plus 1400 because the Cowboys might have to see the Eagles for a third time in a conference semifinal on the road, and you don't know what Jalen Hurts is in outdoor winter weather just yet. So the Cowboys might be sneaky good to win the Super Bowl at plus 1,400 and at plus 550 to win the NFC. 
to put that in perspective, the 49ers are plus 1,100 to win the Super Bowl and plus 450 to win the NFC. The AFC, the Bills are still the favorite at plus 150. But again, like I said, I don't know. Chiefs look like a good play, but that number's starting to come down. They're at plus 275. If you're looking for a long shot, the Dolphins winning the AFC in Tua, right? Like plus 1,200. Maybe you throw down a little bit, sprinkle a little change on that, and maybe they can pull up the upset because, after all, if Josh Allen has to be out for a few weeks, then you might be talking about an elbow that won't be able to come back for a few weeks. Considering the the division's so tight now. Well, and the Dolphins moving into first place. So what moves us to the AFC East division winner? Right now, the Bills are the odds-on favorite at minus 300. No value there. The Dolphins are at plus 400, and the Jets at plus 1,200. While the Jets have a very good defense, offense is still going to be their issue. So that's tempting to take them to win the East at plus 1,200, 12-1. But the Dolphins at 4-1, to you can get value for absolute sure. All right, look at look, some of the awards. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is the odds-on favorite for the AP MVP award winner at plus 200. Jalen Hurts is now number two at plus 225. And Josh Allen has dropped down to three from one and two at plus 300. I don't see anyone on the outside. I think that's where the conversation is. I like Jalen Hurts because it looks like Jalen Hurts will be the one that may go the furthest. Josh Allen may be out of the picture because of that arm. And Patrick Mahomes, there's no real value there. AP Offensive Player of the Year. <laughs> At the beginning of the season, I thought it was going to be Tom Brady. Boy, am I dumb. Tyreek Hill is the odds-on favorite at plus 250. Jalen Hurts at plus 400. Justin Jefferson at plus 1,000. I I like Patrick Mahomes at plus 1,300 because if he's, the AM, if he's the MVP, he may end up being the Offensive Player of the Year just because of what he's been able to do without Tyreek Hill, and that would be pretty impressive. All right, AP Defensive Player of the Year. My favorite is still the favorite. Micah Parsons at minus 250. Nick Bosa comes in second at plus 900. Miles Garrett at plus 1,200. Matthew Judon at plus 1,200. Gosh, if the Patriots by chance get some surprising record going, and let's say Judon's sack total gets into the high teens, maybe even to 20, 21, there might be some value right there playing Matthew Judon at 12 to 1 as the defensive player of the year. AP Offensive Rookie of the Year, Kenneth Walker at plus 100, Damon Pierce at plus 175. I like Chris Olave at the beginning of the season, but injuries have nicked him up, and so have the Saints have been bad at plus 700. So I'm definitely going to lose money right there. AP Comeback Player of the Year, Geno Smith is the favorite at minus 135. Saquon Barkley, who was the favorite going into the season at plus 140. Christian McCaffrey at plus 1100. He would have to do a whole lot. Derrick Henry was also an early favorite. He's now at plus 1400. I couldn't understand how he would be the Comeback Player of the Year when he played last year. AP Coach of the Year, Nick Sirianni is the favorite at minus 130. Kevin O'Connell at plus 700 with the Vikings. Pete Carroll at plus 700. Brian Dable at plus 800. Robert Sala at plus 900. Mike McDaniel at plus 1200. I like Mike McDaniel at the beginning. I got him at at plus 16. He's now down to plus 1200. If you see the Dolphins make that run at 12 to 1, there's some value right there. And that, folks, is bets to the future. Old 
man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on. We talk about basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happens. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. On my motor too. All I want is to be next to you. Late night, WEEI. It's KJ. Thank you so much for hanging out for the last one hour, 50 minutes. What can I do? You can get the Odyssey app. It's free. Listen to the show backwards. Play it again. Hear other shows. Save WEEI 93.7 inside of the Odyssey app, and you just press it, and it'll take you right here live. Or, you, like I said, you can go back and play previous shows from the day. Also, you can tell your Alexa device, hey, play. W-E-E-I-93-7 Boston, and you can listen on your smart device as well. You know, Joe, I, I have a bit in waiting that would be an everyday bit because I make mistakes every day that I'm here, but it would require like two producers to work, one just to sit and hear the mistakes and the other one to read the show, you know, to, to, to actually run the show. It's actually a bit called Where Did We Go Wrong? And it's a slow jam song that I sing all the mistakes from that show, right? So... Like tonight, like I mentioned when I was talking about M.A. Adoka, I'd said the Atlantic and meant the Athletic. Those are two different publications. That's like that's like Conan O'Brien. He had like the uh, the he had fans send in like correction videos, being like, "Um, it's this and not that." Yeah, but you know, with me, it, it becomes a little bit more. You know, like suddenly you might see like fire in the background, and they're telling me that I'm making a mistake. Okay, that's wrong. Like, why do they keep having fire? And what's up with all the bull rope in their videos? No, but, yeah, so I, there's no way you'd be able to keep up with all the mistakes. There would have to be another person. So shout out to Justin Turpin, who also works at this time. He's on his way back from the Celtics game, and he did that for me. He's just like, dadgummit, I could have done the bit tonight, but I didn't have it prepared. So, yeah, I would. there's a bit in the making called Where Did We Go Wrong? And I sing like in, a, in an R&B slow jam type song. I don't sing it because you talk it in those songs. Again, I'm sorry, baby. I didn't mean to call you the Atlantic. It's the Athletic. Where did we go wrong? Where did I go wrong? Where did I go wrong? College football is becoming a joke when it comes to this ranking stuff, man. I don't know. It's kind of fun to see all the rankings, like because I haven't seen this many move this much movement. No, in, here, in a long follow time. follow the, the the dot. 
Tennessee was never number one going into that Georgia game. They were not the number one team in the country. In fact, they were they were eight-point dogs going into that game with Georgia, but suddenly become number one against the team you're about to go play. They purposely made Georgia number three so that way Georgia could then become number one and eventually push Tennessee out with that one loss. But something happened along the way to your, your tomfoolery, and that's Alabama lost. Right, Because if you push Tennessee to one loss and Alabama still had only one loss, then you were hoping that Alabama and Georgia would see each other again, and that still potentially could happen, that they would see each other again, and if Alabama won with one loss, then it would guarantee Tennessee wouldn't be there because Tennessee doesn't travel like Alabama fans do. But because Alabama lost to LSU, Alabama now has two losses, and so they're trying to figure out a way like, how do how do these other teams can we potentially put Alabama in that last spot with two losses despite other teams having one loss? And the answer now is no, because Tennessee only has one loss. Yeah, that's been my theme is that the playoff committee loves to have Alabama in there and they'll get them in regardless. So look, it put the it, it put Tennessee back in the picture at five. So so much for the Alabama Georgia replay in the playoffs because the college football they, the college football playoff people, they don't want TCU in the mix, who's number four and undefeated, and is a seven-point underdog on the road to a lower-ranked team by a full touchdown? This is why I say the rankings like are an absolute joke because the idea is you know that like Ohio State is at two and Michigan at three, and they still have to play each other. So are, so then, them, are you then a supporter of the newly revamped 12-team playoff, which is going to happen in a few years? That has to happen because, look, get rid of some of the – get rid of the toilet bowl, get rid of the sink bowl, get rid of the Bodet bowl, all those different non-use – and just in December, just start it off. However, the good news is Boston College remains unchanged, ranked at number 104 as they take on NC State this week here on WEEI. Uh, you've got to check out Killer Sally on Netflix – it's about a woman who became a bodybuilder who was married to a bodybuilder and she then killed her bodybuilder husband. Uh, it is great. You will not you will watch all three in a row. And shout out to my daughter Sarah. Her first quarter report card came home. All B's and above. And just like her dad, she got the A in gym class. Have a great Wednesday night. Talk to you again next Tuesday. Twitter at WEEI. At KJ Carson, it does have a blue check for now. But I didn't pay for it. I should probably say I was going to say, did you pay the $8? Did not pay for it. I've had the blue check for four or five years. But that doesn't matter. You got something good to say. I have something good to say back to you. You have something stupid to say. I screenshot it and send it to your girlfriend. Have a great Wednesday. Um, Patriots off this week. It's probably a good thing for Matt Jones and Humpty Dumpty. See ya! Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion.
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.